Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by LinkedIn. Look, y'all all all know John Garcia, Director of Football Recruiting at Sports Illustrated. Well, now we got Jason Jordan, the Director of Basketball Recruiting at Sports Illustrated, here to talk about what this Texas basketball team is doing. Uh, Some amazing things. And Chris Beard definitely uh, has put his imprint on the 40 acres in his second year as the head basketball coach of the University of Texas. Before we talk about this Texas men's basketball team currently being ranked fourth in the country after their big win over Gonzaga, we have a little bit of some breaking news that dropped today, and that is top 15 player in the country, A.J. Johnson, committing to Chris Beard and the Longhorns. What are they getting in the South California prospect in A.J. Johnson? Oh, man, a dynamic scorer, dynamic athlete, 6'5", um, long, you know, he he and Jalen Green uh, call each other brothers. They're not, you know, blood brothers, but they're really close. Um, but the funny thing is they they look alike and their games are similar. Like they they they're built the same. They play like each other, you know. Um, so AJ's a dynamic athlete, can slide over and play both guard positions. But I think he's at his best when he's downhill looking to be um, looking to score and just you know, looking in attack mode, in essence, right? So, but he's a guy who's going to offer the wild plays, the wild dunks. He's going to be on Sports Center top ten, just a fact, you know. Um, but you know, he had a big summer with Jalen Green, elite. And he plays for his AAU team. Go figure that. Um, at the we did Adidas three SSB. I thought he was one of the best players on the circuit. It's funny. I don't. I I still think he's under <laughs> underrated. I think some people have him a little lower than I would have him. Our SI 99 comes out next month. And I think he'll probably be higher up there than he is at most places. But, um, but yeah, a guy, obviously I'm very high on uh, because he checks off a lot of boxes on, on the offensive end, but you know, he brings that fire and that intensity. And that's one of the biggest things I put a premium on because, you know, I think the motor separates good players from great players and great players from special players. So um, I think he has the potential to be a special player. Yeah, so I live in Houston, so I know a little bit about Jalen Green, and that's a great comp when you just talk about such an explosive score. I think Jalen Green came into the league as an advanced scorer, so if Texas is getting that um, and A.J. Johnson, that's great. When you talk about two commitments, two top 15 commitments right now for this 2023 team and A.J. Johnson and Ron Holland, what type of foundation does that give you going into this 2023 season with two of the most talented players in the country, two one-and-done talent-level players? on your basketball team in 2023? Yeah. Well, it's big. I mean, it gives a huge recruiting push. I mean, Ron is like the most – I wrote this before AJ committed. I said having Ron was going to draw, you know, players in uh, because everybody wants to play with Ron because he's such a such a great teammate. He's such a great um, – he, he always makes the right basketball play, right? So it doesn't matter if it's him that scores it. If you're open, he's going to make the, the – He's going to make that third pass, get a piece of the paint, kick it out. And then he's just a winner, right? Ron wins everywhere. Wherever he goes, you're going to win. Um, it's been proven time and time again. And so um, to have a guy like that and then have a dynamic score like AJ in the fold, I, I can't imagine you guys are probably going to, you know, um, hit that transfer portal because every coach does because that's the new world we live in. Um, and I think that's going to draw more and more um, – elite prospects in the portal and even maybe even in high school um, to want to be a part of what, and then you're winning now. Well, I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but 
I just tweeted Chris Beard is having an amazing day. Uh, so because, you know, he's just, this is amazing money. It's going to be a heck of a practice today. He's going to be fired up. Um, so, yeah, I think it definitely helps um, from a perception standpoint. And perception is huge in recruiting. Yeah. And so you talk about this team this year, and they're currently ranked number four in the country coming off of their big win yeah. uh, over Gonzaga. Right now, Jason, as you watch the full landscape of college basketball, do you feel like Texas is one of the four best college basketball teams in the country? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And obviously, we're we're being prisoner. There's no way that we cannot be a prisoner of the moment when you dog walk Gonzaga <laughs> the way that they did. I mean, they just beat the brakes off of them. You know, Drew Timmy looked really and he had 18 points, but he looked really normal. Right. Uh, he looked really normal with uh, Dylan in there, uh, you know, just bothering them all night, just getting on his nerves. But I think because your front, I think the biggest thing, the best thing about your team, obviously, you know, let's talk about the guards first. You know, Tyrese, people were like Tyrese and Marcus Carr, how's that going to work? And <laughs> it looks like they might have the best backcourt in the country. Right. Um, I mean, I think they're averaging like 31 and 10 or like 31 and five, seven and eight between them. That's insane. And then you add in Sir Jabari Rice. That, I mean, that's the best trio guard wise in the country right now. Right now. That's, that, that's your opinion that Marcus Carr, Sir Jabari Rice, and Tyrese Hunter are the best three guard rotation in the country at the yep. University of Texas. Wow, that's big. That's big. Yeah, I want everybody to argue with me because I'm going to throw the stats at them. And then I'm going to say that they're. Uh, beating 50, they're at 55 to three fast break. I mean, granted, we're three games into the season, but they did just play Gonzaga and they did just score 27 points off turnovers against Gonzaga and forced them into 20 turnovers. Now, you know, so there's that. Um, but an averaging 18 fast break points a game. It, the thing is with Texas, they come in swarms. We haven't even talked about their freshmen yet. I didn't even say that. I didn't even say them, right? I, but, you know, they come in swarms. That, so as much as Dylan uh, bothered Drew Timmy, visibly you could see it. Um, Dylan bothered Jabari. I mean, not Jabari, Drew Timmy. Dylan Dylan Mitchell bothered him. Brock Cunningham bothered him. Christian bothered him. You know, um, they're, they're coming, they can come in swarms and the depth is overwhelming. It's just overwhelming. And then when you, you know, but when you start with that trio in the backcourt, I mean, you know, it, I always say the best way to win, look at the last two champions. There were playmakers all over the court, uh, but specifically in the backcourt, just playmakers. Forget positions. They're just playmakers. And that's what you guys have in Marcus, uh, Rice, and Tyrese. So we, we know a, a Chris Beer coach team that they're going to go out there every night and try to win the toughness battle, and they're going to go out there every night and more times than not win the defensive battle. But where there has been some inconsistency with Texas basketball and maybe Chris Beard and some of his previous stops is on the offensive end. And we saw that last year where it felt like if Texas gave up more than 65 points, they just weren't going to win that game. It seems like this year they have some more offensive firepower and should be more consistent on the offensive end. What do you see offensively from this team? Yeah, I mean, well, once again, you talk about look at all the draft boards and you see Dylan Mitchell in the um You'll see him in the NBA lottery, right? Mock drafts, right? You've seen this, of course. Yeah, top 15 um, pick. He, yeah, he's averaging like. seven points a game, right, on this team because Dylan is a beast. Dylan's back healthy, right? <laughs> and it's okay. And that that's Dylan Mitchell, though. 
Like Dylan doesn't care because oh by the way he's averaging eight point three rebounds which leads y'all to which leads your team right and he's still you know uh, with that logical um, progression I, he'll probably have and we're again we're being three games into the season you know next week they could look horrible and then like oh I was wrong right <laughs> but but as of right now and the only thing I can look I'm not a soothsayer I'm not a fortune teller I'm gonna go by what I saw and they played a um, a talented team a lot a team that a lot of Experts picked to get to the final four in Gonzaga and um, they just made them look really average and they made them look like they didn't belong in that standing, not as of right now. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Dylan Mitchell hasn't even started to, he's just starting to find his way, which is scary. Um, we haven't even talked about Terry Morris, but serving the role is a really good back. That's going to be tough. And I said that early on, it's like, yeah, you know, you got Tyrese, um, uh, Marcus and Jabari, uh, it's, it's going to be tough to find your way in that in that trio, you know. Um, so, you know, maybe even that, you know, if we if we want to reach and talk about well, what what could the thing be that you know unravels, and maybe it could be the locker room, you know, it could be keeping everybody motivated and uh, keeping them uh, accepting of their role uh, for the greater good of the team. So there are things that come into play when you have a talented team like that. And so that's going to be, you know, managing personalities. I mean, ask any coach uh, with a lot of talent. And that's going to be job number one, two, and three. Uh, so, you know, we'll see as it progresses. But right now, I would say they're in a really good position. And uh, 100%, they're one of the top four teams in the country. There's no doubt about that. All right, quick word from Bet Online, and then we're going to talk about those two freshmen he just mentioned a little bit more, Dylan Mitchell and Arterio Morris, as well as where Texas stacks up in one of the best conferences in basketball in the country, if not the best in the Big 12. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Jason, you talked about it. You talked about Marcus Carr, right? Serge Barry Rice, uh, Tyrese Hunter. We haven't even talked about Timmy Allen, who was the leading scorer last year. But then you have Dylan Mitchell, who, like you said, is likely to be a, a top 15 NBA pick in the draft, right, this year. And then Arterio Morris, who was a five-star coming out of the Dallas area, who's coming off the bench and really hasn't even shown his potential yet. So just talk a little bit more about Dylan Mitchell, and what he brings to this team, and then what Texas fans should expect to see from Arterio Morris moving forward yeah. throughout yeah. the season. So Dylan Mitchell last year was probably the best player on the – I would say maybe maybe not the best, but the most important player on the best team in the country at Mount Bird Academy last year um, because he was the matchup problem that you just don't have an answer for. It's like, I mean, yeah, I can stop Dariq. I can stop this guy. I can stop – that Dylan Mitchell. I mean, he's like, <laughs> God, I mean, tried everything. This guy he just – because at his size and his skill set, he just impacts the game in so many different ways, as you all have seen. And and he's good with it. Like he's like, oh, but you're not. You're only averaging seven points a game. Well, clearly you haven't seen us play, and you haven't seen the impact on and off the stat sheet. And you, just the way the, his his ability to guard multiple positions in the front court and even the back court and on the perimeter. Um, are things that you're going to see even more as the season goes on. He's so long. He's a guy who can change the momentum because of his athleticism. But he, 
the biggest thing about him is he always makes the bright basketball play. Like he's gonna, he's also a guy who's gonna make the extra pass. He's not the guy who always has to get all the shine, you know, um, because he's a high IQ guy. So he knows what the right basketball play is. And then he accepts that and he makes that play. And, and so sometimes you gotta really make it really ABC one, two, three, because a lot of guys um overthink the game. But he's a guy who does, he just does in any every given situation. He does what he has to do to to make that uh, situation successful. Does that make sense? Like so. Yeah. Gonna, no. I mean, he's he's always going to make the right basketball player. Like you said, like he's not a it's a we not me player, right? It's a, it's a we not me player. Hundred percent. Sure. And and that comes from his background at Montverde, right? Because that's a traveling All Star team every year. This year is no different. So you're not going to come here and average twenty. That's the first thing they tell you. At Chris, I'm sure Chris will tell you, you're not coming here and averaging 20, 25 a game. That's not going to happen. You want to do that, go somewhere else. But if you want to win, and if you want to be part of something that's bigger than you, this is a place where you can go, and you're going to be able to exploit a lot of different matchups, especially as the season goes on. Y'all haven't even seen <laughs> – y'all haven't even seen uh, – he's just scratching the surface. He's just showing you a little bit now. But, I mean, you know, he's a guy – he's a rim runner. Um, a guy who's going to give you the wild plays, the momentum shifting wild plays. And then he's probably going to, I think he, I said before the season started, he's going to, he's going to lead them in rebounding just because he has a nose for the ball. Um, and he's that second jump. People talk about the second jump. He's really quick off his feet on that second jump in basketball. People know what I'm talking about. Um, he's, he thrives in that, in that space for sure. Um, and so he's definitely a guy that's just only going to get better as the season goes on. What should Texas fans expect from Arterio Morris moving forward? Because I know they haven't really seen, uh, you know, his offensive prowess just yet. Yeah, I th- you know, it's tough because it, you have to be able to – I mean, he has it. He has it for sure. Like, he's a three-level scorer, dominant, can be dominant. But the reality is you have to have um, the opportunity to be dominant. You know, it has. it's all about opportunity. Can he do it? Sure. I think he'll get the chance. But right now – it's just clicking with that trio. And, you know, the, the biggest thing is buying in. And, you know, will he be able to buy in over the course of the season? I, you know, you'll see flashes because he's just too good not to see him. And he's averaging like – I think he's averaging like 15 to 17 minutes a game. That's enough time for you to be able to see what he's capable of. And, um, you know, but I think – you know, I think he – I think he's going to buy – I mean, there's no, there's no way around the fact that these three guys are – playing their best basketball right now and so you can't it's tough to interrupt that that cohesive gelling um that's a process and you know uh but you know it's tough i've seen it work out i've seen it um backfire i've seen it um get better over time i.e five-star guys with big reputations that are supposed to be xyz but they come in and the you know the upperclassmen are just having a really good start to the season. And so I've seen that go a couple different ways. Um, but I think so far, um, Chris is doing a pretty good job of, you know, implementing him and giving him his time. And, um, you know, but it, I think Arterio, you know, sometimes we got to be realistic about, you know, where we're at, even with all this big standing and you being a five, whatever. I think a lot of five-star kids, um benefit from being on a being at a being in a position where it's not all on them and you know you can 
you it give it affords you the luxury to sit back and learn. And um that's something all I think all especially in y'all's league, <laughs> I think all guards need that, uh, whether they know it or not. So I think it'll it, it, as long as he jails and you know um accepts his accepts his role, I definitely think it'll end up being a good thing for him. Definitely. I mean, we talk about having a, a player as talented as Arterio Morris and Serge Barry Rice coming off the bench. This Texas team, at least through the first three games, has shown the ability to go eight, nine deep. One more question before I get you out of here. You know, you talk about a Baylor, right? You talk about a Texas Tech. You talk about a Kansas. You talk about an Iowa State, right? And then Texas. The Big 12 is just loaded uh, when it comes to basketball. You said that without a doubt, Texas is one of the four best teams in the country. So that means that you think they are undoubtedly one of the best teams in the Big 12. Where do you see them stacking up amongst some of these other juggernauts in the conference? Meaning, where do, where do I see them? Like, where where do I see? Like, uh, as, as, of, as, of, as of right now, Okay. I guess, with, with let's just, with Kansas, Baylor, and Texas, how, how would yeah. you rank those three teams right now early in the season? Based yeah, well, I got to go uh, Texas number one. I got I to gotta, that. You know, I, I'd have to. I mean, I, I think they have the best, the three best guards, the three best guard tandem in the country. And I and it's for me, it starts with the guards and the playmakers. And are those guards playmakers? And do they have a cohesive unit gelling together? Yes, yes, and yes, right? So I'd have to say I'm going Texas. Mm. Man, that's tough. Texas, Kansas, Baylor right now. Right. Yeah, I, as long as you put Texas number one, I don't know if the rest matters on this podcast. <laughs> no, it does, and trust me, if that, I'm going to get some text on that. Yep, yep, I'm going to get some text from Waco on that one. But, you know, I, we're saying today, we're saying today. Today, is that's got to be my, that's got to be the order. All right, and do you think it ends that way this season? Obviously, in the conference tournament, you know, anything can happen. But as far as the regular season standards, do you believe that Texas can make it through conference play and come out? On the other end, the best team in the Big 12, at least standings wise. You said, can they? Yes. So, <laughs> will they? Um, we'll see. It's a, you know, we, we got a long season ahead. We got a lot, but can they? Absolutely. It wouldn't shock me at all. It wouldn't shock me at all. That, that, I'm telling you, when you have three playmaking guards that obviously gel together and have chemistry and have that level of talent, I mean, it's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Yeah. I know it's still football season, and I know football is the marquee sport at the University of Texas, but you have to pay attention to what Chris Beard is doing, and I'm glad that my brother Jason Jordan came on to help us get excited for this basketball season. <laughs> Great times ahead on the 40. Thank you, Jason. Hook him, and peace. Yes, sir.